0: still doing that shit i'm still choosing the same kind of partners like i've
1: never done that (laughs) yeah you know what all patterns die hard baby like and we don't even know like at the time i thought i was shifting a pattern because you if you put it on a new face Right? like relationships yeah. put a new face on you're like look yeah. i'm changing it's yeah like,
0: mm. and it's fun for the first little bit and then it just always falls back into the honeymoon
1: global. period will make anyone look magic because you see all the best in each other and yeah. in yourself they reflect back to you the things you love about yourself mm. and then when you get left with your shit again and you actually have to go into the deeper elements the shadow the yeah. the heavy stuff that's when it's like you can't hide from yourself yeah that's why relationships are the biggest mirror you can get yeah
0: yeah this is true
1: Hi! Welcome to This Isn't Me. My name is Veronica Jane. Hello, beautiful humans. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited because this week I host my first guest, the Haley Cullen. And she'll share her socials at the end of the podcast so you can find her and I'll tag her in all my social media And it was so powerful to spend time with her today. I had two client calls in the morning and then a podcast recorded with her. And I just had this realization that this is my life. That back in July and August, I started to create this. And I just trusted where it was going. I took uncertain steps, small imperfect steps the whole way, knowing that all of this would unfold if I just took action. I started my yoga and meditation training a year and a half ago, and that led me to work with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. And that led me to do courses with Dr. Espin. That led me to EAWTC, where I did my NLP prac and master prac training. And all of these things pieced together to give me more and more clarity, more and more drive, more and more Recognition that I choose my purpose and that I get to create what I desire and I get to use my mess as my message. And it was so empowering to fall into this knowledge-based entrepreneurship or soulpreneurship or whatever you want to call it, that I stopped finding reasons to stay stuck and just started to action to create results, and I owe it to myself for stepping into uncertainty time and time again, and all of those amazing mentors who were in this space creating courses, sharing their knowledge, sharing their stories, and knowing that every person deserved that story to recognize they had their own story, and they could shift their trajectory and in turn support someone else to do the same. So I feel so honored to have found this line of work to spend a portion of every day loving the crap out of you through my podcast, through my social media messages, through my coaching. I get to love and in exchange you love me through interaction through communication, through engagement, through hiring me as your coach, through allowing me into your earphones and your walks and your living rooms and your cars. And I'm just so grateful and so honored. And I will keep doing what I'm doing and I'll keep sharing along the way, all the vulnerability, all the mess, all the fuckery, as I like to say, because this journey is exactly what it is. And I I get to show all of it to you and you get to see me evolve and shift and change and transform and witness my life. And I'm, I'm so honored. The accountability that I get through that, the mirror that I get through sharing with you is just so powerful. And now I actually get to create that with other amazing empowered women. And I'm not exclusive to engaging and sharing the story and this space with women. And yet right now, that's just who I've connected with. That's who I've felt the most called to share this space with because that's my lived experience. And I know that throughout history and throughout society, there's been a lot of oppression around women and this shame and guilt that's so relatable for me. I love hearing women share how they shed that. And how they created empowered stories for themselves and how they left victimhood behind and became the master of their own destiny and the creator of their own story. So I have a number of women lined up to share, and I am so excited to be allowing them to speak. So I'll always share their social media and invite them to do the same. And Haley and I speak about it in this episode, our desire is for you to create a life that you love and if that's through a book, a podcast, a course, if it's through meditation, if it's through travel, whatever your modality is, whoever is your mentor or your guide along the way, that's a non-issue. That's what we desire is for you to create the life you love, however that occurs. So whether that's my message points you towards someone else, whether that's You share this with a friend who then gets the support they need and that leads them to the right book, the podcast, whatever. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so I will continue to share these amazing women, these amazing coaches, these amazing entrepreneurs and solopreneurs because one of their stories, one of their messages may resonate with you and they might be the person that you feel brave enough to reach out and say, I'm ready to take your hand. Can you guide me? Can you support me? I'm I'm a little bit stuck. I'm a lot bit stuck. I'm fucking terrified. Whatever's there for you, I trust you will trust yourself. Because not every course is right for you. Not every message is the one said for you. And like I say, I roll the time. Please take what resonates and discard the rest. Whether it's because you're not ready now, or because I'm not the the person to speak to you or to support you. You can never say the wrong thing to the right person. And you can never say the right thing to the wrong person. So I'm going to keep creating as I encourage you to do in whatever form that takes for you. And if any of the people that come into the space and share their story resonate with you, please reach out to me to reach out to them or or follow their socials in any way and connect because there's going to be some pretty freaking amazing people here. And one of them may be just the right person to guide you out of what you're stuck in now, which is shine a light on the path that they've traveled so that you can follow along too. This industry of coaching, of, of course creation, is so powerful because it becomes every person's journey becomes part of the story of the tapestry that builds this amazing multicolored quilt that becomes the human experience. So I invite you to listen today hear this story and every story that comes into the space from here on and know that it all builds a picture of what it means to be human and I'm so honored to be in this experience with all of you let's jump into some time with Haley Hey everybody! Welcome to This Isn't Me podcast. This is my first episode that I get to do with a human in the same room on video, and I'm very excited. So I will have done a bit of an intro that you'll already have listened to, and now I get to introduce introduce you to Haley, who's actually going to introduce herself to you, um, and why she's here, and we'll just let it unfold from there. Hi. Hi. Right. Great about to be here. You. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I am Haley. Hey, Haley. Haley Cullen. Hi, Haley. Hi, guys. So, I am a, a coach. A badass bitch. I am a badass bitch. I'm a boss, babe. Yeah, you are. Boss bitch. Um, I am here to help other women step into their power and change their life and help support and guide them through the shit that they're going through at this present moment in time.
1: I love that. Yeah. I'd love to hear how you got into it. So Haley and I met at NLP training at our first prac mm-hmm. and afterwards I asked for people who might want to be interested in coming on the podcast. I shared in my socials and then I shared in our group because I knew this was a community that came from so many areas of life, Mm. with so many life experiences and Mm -hmm. so many stories. Mm -hmm. And what I want to share with my podcast is my experience as a woman specifically, um, how a lot of societies and families and religious stories can keep us stuck Mm -hmm. in these false identities and we don't live to our full power and our full truth. And so I wanted specifically at this point, because that's my lived experience, women to come on and say, these are the false identities I lived in. These are all the things I thought were me Mm -hmm. and that were authentically me at the time. And here's where I've gotten to in my life and what I'm creating. Here's the either self-limiting belief or emotion that I allowed myself to stay stuck under for so long. Yeah. So what about that um, and what about your story made you want to come on the podcast?
0: Because I do have past stories and multiple different things from Drug abuse, alcohol abuse, DV relationships, Mm. grief, guilt, the works like everything. So real. Yeah. And I want to share with everybody what I have been through in the past, Mm -hmm. all my stories, and how I've come out on top and what I've done to get where I am and why I want to help other people because you can get stuck in your stories Mm -hmm. and live that life every day thinking that I can't succeed I'm I can't do this because I've created this or I've been through this or
1: this is holding me back yeah and it's so amazing because for me at least when I was in it I didn't see I was in it no you don't yeah I just know I felt stuck Mm. and trapped yeah and I was like how do I get out of this yeah yeah and then
0: being able to recognize that holy fuck this is not a way to live Mm. and doing something about it and like stepping into personal development and like really clearing your past and your Mm -hmm. shit so you can move forward in life and be the person that you're meant to be like the strong powerful woman that everybody is
1: yeah they just stay holding on to their stories what like yeah and it's who you get to choose to be yeah like I love this language I'm hearing more and more lately is like who I have to find myself or, you know, I need to find my purpose. It's like, it's actually a choice. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've got like, my life is about recreating yourself Mm -hmm. because you get to recreate and iterate as many times as you want. Yeah. As many times in a day. Yes. If you want. Yes. If you choose to. And your purpose is what you choose it to be. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's so powerful. And that's why that room was so magical and so powerful because all these people were there being like, I'm choosing, I'm choosing to see everything from my past, happening for me Mm -hmm. and choosing to not only clear my shit clear my shit so i can support others some of them as coaches some of them in other industries some of them in their families in their day-to-day jobs or in all of it Mm -hmm. so that's what i loved about that space and that's why i wanted to invite people like you to share
0: yeah so people can see that they're the same as you Mm -hmm. and they can then go on to achieve bigger and better things and And then we're going to understand them we know where they're coming from we've been through the same thing we're just sort of chosen to work through it right now yeah but that room oh so magic like seeing (laughs) everybody go through their own thing from their own Mm. life and realizing that holy fuck this is just something that i'm holding on to and for what purpose why (laughs) why like you were 75 cry for how long and you stayed in that for so long why (laughs) i was
1: talking to a friend about it i was like it was So we're talking about this phraseology. I think it comes from the 75 75 hard, which is a lifestyle practice thing Mm. you can do. And then our coach was telling us we're in this 75 cry where I realized I was just stuck in guilt and shame for so long. And it felt so familiar in my neurology to find something I was doing wrong or a way I fucked up and then to feel guilty about it. Mm. And then I just stay stuck. And what that whole experience taught me to realize is like that guilt is just a messenger. And then I can take action. Mm -hmm. But I would get stuck in this thinking and feeling loop I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm blaming myself for my mistakes. The blame. It's the blame. Rather than going, yes, great messenger. Now take action and change. And that's where I'm at now. That room left me after master practice going boom, past action, action, action. And where that old story or pattern comes up, I go, oh, great. Here's the messenger. Yeah. What do I need to do? Yeah. How do I get back in integrity with myself Yeah. and make change? Yeah. And like that shame and guilt is literally just a messenger Mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid of it anymore. I'll feel it and go, yeah. I fucked up.
0: Yeah. What am I learning from this and how am I moving past it mm-hmm. and growing from it? Like what lesson is this bringing to me right now?
1: Because everything
0: happens for us, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to go through it and learn and grow and the quicker we can realise that this isn't happening to me or it's happening for me and, like, why?
1: Absolutely. What, what is it that's that it's here for? And that that's the endless process of life. Like that's never gonna stop. No. It's <laughs> every day. That's it's every day in everything that you do. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to. Yeah. Like I remember in the past feeling so like floored by that and being like, but the next thing, the next thing it's like, yeah like level up level up yeah. level up. that's that yeah. human experience yeah. you get a million different experiences and you get to encounter them and choose where you take them mm. so i'd love to hear about the ones that you encountered in your life mm. in these past versions of you these past iterations of you like what tell us a bit about your past and then maybe what was the most pinnacle thing that had you be like fucking no that way mm.
0: Oh gosh, where do I start? We've got time, so, so
1: start when you were five years old. <laughs> okay,
0: I grew up in a really small country town. With my mom and my dad, and my brother and my sister, and like our family, like I've, I come from a huge family, mm. and they're all so loving and so beautiful, and it was really great. Like we, you know, siblings fight like mm. normal, but uh, and it was great. Mm. Like we had a yeah
1: a great upbringing my where's your family coming from a small country town I'm curious if your family had any sort of cultural or religious oppression that you noticed at that time. so
0: I went to um a primary school it was Catholic primary school Catholic high school and my mom would go to church every Sunday and we would go when we were little and I was like an altar server for a little while Yeah, like, you were. yeah and my dad didn't so as I got to like grade six, grade seven, it was not for me. I didn't mm. like it. And I said to my dad, I don't want to go to church anymore. Don't like, don't make mm. me
1: go. like That's early to have that realization. Yeah. Do you remember what it felt misaligned for you? I just, yeah. I've
0: always been
1: different to mm. my family,
0: the black sheep. Uh, what? Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> who, me? I know, right? I feel like so many people who come to <clears> this <throat> knowledge-based, Coaching, entrepreneurship, course creators are that. They're people who have challenged the, like, norm or the yeah. social expectation yeah. of their life. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so many of my friends in the past have, and my family have labelled me, you know, conspiracy theorist mm. or, you know,
1: <laughs> crazy. Because you didn't want to just stay in the system no. and ignore them. And the, no, yeah. I no. I how many powerful humans will be like, yeah, somewhere in a system, somewhere they gave me a label. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: And I didn't, yeah, didn't like fitting in. So... Yeah. My dad was like, you don't have to go to church if you don't want to. Mm. And my mom still went like every Sunday. Yeah. And then um, primary school and high school was fun. My high school was out of town. Mm. So because we come from small country town, it was like 10Ks out of town in a paddock. Yeah. And then all the local towns around would bus yeah. kids there. And it was really great. So... I had friends from all different towns yeah. around. So when we had um, sport and that on weekends, I knew other people that from the other towns. Awesome. And
1: yeah, it was really great. And how would you have described yourself at that point in your life?
0: Uh, I was
1: at high school. I was
0: probably known or seen as the popular one yeah you were yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I was really great at sport so in a small country town if you're good at sport then you know you're amazing
1: yeah I had a feeling you'd say that based on your strength now
0: yeah so I when I went into grade seven I I was doing all the sport things but and playing netball and basketball and everything like that with the year 12s wow I just was at their level sports wise and then I was also smoking cigarettes on the oval with them. So I was the sports person but also trying to be the mm. rebel at the same time. So, yeah, high school was fun. Mm. I had some great friendships. Most of my friends were guys
1: because mm. I was, just like, doing the sport. Um, yeah, Australian <clears throat> culture is interesting that way because it is more and more I see that, like, really beautiful strength of women in sport and yet in the past it was very male-dominated, like, rugby, works yeah. beer, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's almost like we get forced into that way of identifying or, or becoming a somewhat, quote, unquote, masculine in those ways in Australia, especially if you have interests that mm. – because that Australian culture is still put a lot around what it means to be a man. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was playing sports with the boys, mm. like kicking the footy around. Like I was a real tomboy, mm. out on my bike with the boys. Mm. Like, uh,
1: yeah. And did you ever feel like that was – like it just felt like who you are or was it like how do I be a girl how do I be a guy how do I That's just, do what I love it's just yeah. who you were. yeah it was Amazing. just
0: I loved being outdoors and my best friend she was exactly the same mm. growing up we did all that kind of stuff together so it was yeah it was fun and then we went well you know go down the path of smoking cigarettes like I was in grade five yeah shit Stud like smoking you, cigarettes you say you at know school. but
1: I was like I didn't touch it. I had alcohol. I had two cruisers when I was 15. And then I was like, no, nope, I didn't drink again until I was legal age. Never smoked until my 20s. I think I tried it once or twice. Yeah, right. Like I was way too, not too. I was very virginal until, yeah, yeah, and then I went and did it as an adult.
0: <laughs> I was trying everything from a young age. And that's probably why it led me into alcohol and drugs and. You speak to that? All of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So after high school, I went to, I moved to like only an hour and a half away from my family. I was like 16, 17, moved away, lived by myself, started doing the drugs and the partying drugs, yeah. and like all of that, having mm. a great time. I was working at the same time. I was working in a gym as a personal trainer mm
1: taking classes that's so common i hear more and more how many personal trainers are actually heavy and gym instructors are heavy into things like cocaine and other yeah. stimulants yeah because that's how they stay so peppy yeah like well, this was like 20 something years ago yeah it was a long time ago Yeah. so
0: yeah it was drugs and alcohol and poly. and at the time
1: you said you had a great time like you enjoyed that yeah. stage of life
0: well yeah it was for a little while until the drug-induced psychosis stepped in and I was hearing things, I was seeing things. Wow. It was not great. And that's when suicidal thoughts started coming in. And I was like, I've got to finish this. I've got to end mm. it. I can't live. Like I just didn't want to live like that. I felt like all my friends at the time were against me and I would hear their yeah. voices in their head, like saying all these things. It was horrible and I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. Mm. Like it was a horrible time. So I moved home for a little bit, going home to a small country town. They were talking. Mm. Like everyone, my parents, when I was living at home, would know what I was up to on a Saturday night before I even got home from Mm. the party. Like that's how small. My town was
1: 5,000 people, so I can relate
0: a little. Mine was like 1,200 or (laughs) 1,700 or something, so really small. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not proud of that time. Mm. I would go around to these people's houses to, like, smoke cones and take drugs and whatever. And sometimes I would have my little sister with me who Mm. was, like, 12 or 13 and she would sit there watching me do this. So I had, like, mad guilt for Mm. putting her through that, introduced my brother to drugs. I had massive guilt. He took his own life. So I had huge guilt around that, thinking Mm. that I'd introduced him to drugs. He, like, Mm. didn't. Didn't agree with him. Is this why he tried,
1: Mm.
0: you know? So that was another thing. I was that screwed up from the drugs and things like that. I tried to take my own life. And luckily, I had an amazing partner at the time who helped me get through it, offered the best support. He's a great guy. Mm. And I still, to this day, talk to him and Mm. his wife. She's beautiful as well. So (laughs) that's really nice that I still can like talk to them and. You know, I've apologized to him saying I'm fucking sorry for what I put you through.
1: What an opportunity for him to develop compassion and strength and Mm. like to have a relationship now for you to be grateful for him to see, like, I helped this woman shift her life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. So, yeah, that was losing. He was, my brother was 20 at the time when he took his life and. We, my a couple of my cousins and I spoke to him the night before he yeah. did it and my cousin had been away traveling for a while and he hadn't spoken to him in a long 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 time and mm. it was only recently when he was like you know I hadn't spoken to Nugget in such a long time for me to talk to him like and catch up the day before him leaving this earth was yeah a great thing for him he felt like he'd being able to talk to him and say, Mm. you know, all the things. That's powerful. Yeah. So, yeah, after him leaving, I came back up to Queensland and then I feel like I then abandoned my sister when Mm. she really needed someone because obviously, like, my parents were, my mum was so numb Mm. and my dad just tried to, hurry along and just get on with life, you know. Yeah. And they were both grieving. And she was in grade twelve at the time. Going she's going through like the a really huge part of mm. her life and I felt like I left her. So then there was a lot of guilt around that as well. So mm. guilt and shame and all that around there is horrible. Those are
1: some pretty prominent emotions, especially I feel <clears throat> like we socialize them into women a lot. Is like this. It's our job to protect and save everyone, rather than that recognition that we. I'm sure you've gotten to now, where it's like you can only live your life and hold your story, and Mm. you know, yeah, that's up to each person to create and find their strength and and bring their life to what they want to create it to be. Mm.
0: That's yeah. I wanted to protect my sister and be there and support her, and also I was so angry. And I was okay with him doing it because I had been there in the past where I was like, you know what, He's. I was always happy that he was at peace because yeah. he'd shut off his mind. That's how I always saw it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. How did you get through all that? <sighs> I, I don't even know. I didn't really. Just I turned to it. drugs and yeah. alcohol again. Yeah, So course. I split up with my partner at the time and just went, Old patterns baby. on a mad rampage. I numbed myself for a long time. Mm. Mm. So I was living in Queensland and I was trying to stay clean and sober and things like that. But you, you know what? You always find the people are, to get the drugs and the alcohol and things like that. I, I've, yeah,
1: I've, I, my closest <clears throat> resonance with that. So I've, I've done a little bit of um, marijuana and things like that. Though my biggest, if I'm honest, like way of being addicted was to love and to intimacy and to eventually to sexual intimacy. And like, that's a drug, the oxytocin, the dopamine, the serotonin that you get from that, Mm. like was a hit that I wanted external validation in that way. And I stayed, that was where I made myself small and would hide and have, you know, love hangovers and things like that, Mm -hmm. because that was the main one. I used alcohol in a moderate way compared to the Australians. And yet, yeah, definitely that would have been another, another vice. And yet, and no matter what your way of hiding and getting that immediate gratification, you're absolutely right. Like you'll find a place to do it mm-hmm. if you're not fully authentic with yourself about why, for what purpose you're doing those things. Mm-hmm. What do you not want to feel, acknowledge, yeah. release? Yeah. You your That pattern will keep coming up until you acknowledge the root.
0: Absolutely. And that's like the grief and the shame and the guilt and everything. I needed to numb that. I didn't want to feel that. Mm. So I was numbing that until like that was 16 years ago his anniversary was just on saturday 16 wow. years so
1: so what was the change point like that was just like not that long ago like, six like probably months. six months ago what tell me about your life like seven eight months ago then so because i know you started into this whole growth game
0: yeah so probably about a year and a bit ago um the boys from cool to be conscious started at noosa doing breath yeah. work and i was like i gotta i was working into construction i was like in a really like male dominated area. Mm. I was like just getting so frustrated with men and I was Mm. hating men. I was in a shit relationship. wasn't even relate. We didn't even call it a relationship. It was fucking toxic as hell. Just
1: hiding together and drinking and doing drugs and with sex and all of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Still doing that shit. I'm still choosing the same kind of partners like, Mm -hmm.
1: There's, I've never done that.
0: Yeah. You know what? You All know patterns exactly die like hard, like, baby. Right?
1: Like, and we don't even know. Like, at the time, I thought I was shifting a pattern because you, if you put it on a new face... Right, like relationships yeah. put a new face on you're like look yeah. i'm changing it's yeah like,
0: mm. and it's fun for the first little bit and then it just always gets, falls back into the honeymoon
1: the period will make anyone look magic because you see all the best in each other and yeah. in yourself they reflect back to you the things you love about yourself mm. and then when you get left with your shit again and you actually have to go into the deeper elements the shadow the yeah. the heavy stuff that's when it's like you can't hide from yourself yeah that's why relationships are the biggest mirror you can get
0: yeah yeah this is true mm. horrible of being in horrible relationships, course, being yeah. a horrible person. Because you were
1: hiding from all the things you thought were horrible about you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I started go- driving from where I live up to Noosa, like every weekend wow. doing breath work and which I loved was something for me.
1: That's so cool. I love hearing people use these different physical modalities to wake up. Yeah. Like that. similar for me. Yoga was a huge practice because what that allowed me to do is actually get in my body again. hmm and listen to this, like yeah. we in this Western culture have this like we think we live here yeah. and that this is us. Like we have our brain, we have our heart brain, we have our gut brain, yeah. we have our microbiology. Yeah. Like all of that is ways of thinking. All of our sensory organs and skin are ways of being and experiencing the world. Yeah. So once you get back in your body and you feel mm-hmm. that will be a catalyst yeah. if you want it to yeah. change. Yeah.
0: And that's what set me off on the path. So it was like twelve and a bit months ago. Wow. Yeah. And then I left my job of six years managing a construction company because it was just toxic in there. And Mm. because I was doing the work and, like, showing up for myself, I was like, fuck
1: this, I'm not staying here. You can't stay in places that don't feed your growth once you start the growth game for real. Relationships, workplaces, Mm -hmm. living quarters, cities, whatever it is. Like, when you grow and you keep, like, whatever doesn't allow you to be that, you end up, it just disappears from your life. Yeah, which was great because then it
0: opened me up to, I I started a job, I did it for a week, like as a site supervisor, the guys would just, wouldn't even listen to what I was saying and I was like, nah, next. Mm. And then same again, I was at another company for a few months and I was like, you know, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. And at this point in time, I was doing um,
1: Rewire Your shadow. With the technician, Trav, and Lockie Mitchell. So I... Some great human beings. Some great men who will show you what it is to be a man. Beautiful men. Yeah.
0: So I was listening to Trav's podcast. Keep
1: going. So yeah, with with Trav, the technician, and Lockie.
0: I was listening to Trav's podcast just on repeat because I was driving from site to site, spending a lot of time in the car, and I was like, I'm going to listen to this guy. I had no idea who he was. Wow. I don't even know how I popped onto his thing.
1: Isn't that funny? Was, Some of this stuff just comes in. Yeah. Like, Wait, how did I find this? Yeah. And That's exactly what you need. It's like that the teacher will appear when the student is ready. Yeah. And I kept hearing all this.
0: Well, first of all, they were talking about their rewire. And, and with it one this one day, I remember I was bashing in a sign on site and completely smashed this. Star picket through my finger with a sledgehammer. It just was a mess. And I was just like, fuck this. I got in the car and I just sent him, I don't know if I sent him a voice message or a message. And I was like, I need to get in contact with you. I need to talk to you. I need to start your program. Like, I was just like, this, I'm fucking done. I do not want to be in construction anymore. I'm over my life being like, shit. I've got to change something. So I just reached out to him. You'd never met him. You just listened to his podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and he then called me that night and told me about his program and what it was going to be about, eight weeks, breakthrough, and I was like, yep, sign me up.
1: That's what I hope for what I create is that people know like I'm just here to listen. If they work with me, if they work with uh, someone else I can refer them to, if they find another program, I just want people to know that there's a way out. Yes. And it's it's
0: just reaching out. It's just asking the question, how can you help me get out of my shit? And for
1: you to have someone who has just showed up for you in that way, like that man knows how to listen.
0: Yeah. And yeah, he's beautiful. Mm. And he listened to me. I told him like everything that was happening, everything from... My past, and I was like, I need to get out of where I'm at, and I put my deposit down like there and then. I was like, I'm so ready for
1: change, yeah,
0: because you took action,
1: yeah. And then when did you start that? So we started that in July. Okay, the first of July. Wow. So you had invested, and it wasn't for a few months.
0: No, that you uh, actually started, or was it like you invested
1: and started straight away?
0: I called him on the Friday. Yeah, and he's like, it starts on Monday, and I said, well, fucking sign me up now. Here's my money. And we take started on Monday. Right. And we started on the Monday. And it was like a challenging eight weeks. Like shit was coming up for me. Like Lockie pushed me mm. to my edges. Travel's the like soft. Was
1: he the are good bear? Was okay, he? The bear? You,
0: you know, like <laughs> everything's going to be fine. And Lockie was like be great. Actually. Yeah. So good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lockie amazing. Like what allowed you to take that step or to trust? Like this was a man you don't know. He's a just pod like not just he's a podcaster who's doing all this personal growth work mm-hmm. and ultimately like I asked this question because I could see some listeners going like I want to take the step and and then they come up with some reason mm-hmm. so like what allowed you to not get in your own way anymore like what allowed you to be like I'm going to invest which we know that once you put a financial energy exchange into something like you're you're in, in. it's going to create yeah because you've invested in yourself you've yeah. taken that risk yeah. you've stepped up for yourself yeah it was the best thing that I did and
0: yeah, so that eight weeks was—I don't even—I just—I just knew that I could not go on like this anymore. I was in and out of this toxic relationship. Mm. I was—I live at home. I—I I was still struggling with my ex-partner. He died four years ago in September. I was still like holding on to that and mm. just being alone and in my own thoughts and I was like what am I doing I know that there's bigger better things yeah. for me and I'm just sick of sitting my shit and I was doing all the personal development like the breath work and mm. working out and I was doing those kind of things mm. but I really need to focus on my brain so when they was talking about rewire your shadow mm. I was like well this is perfect I look Mindset. after my body I eat well I need to change my mind the way I
1: think and that's where I look at stuff by like Bruce Lipton or Joe Dispenza where it's like thinking feeling doing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's cyclical right so you can change your thought which changes your feeling which then has you take a different action then you get evidence and you think a new way based on look it's actually working so it's that I always say small imperfect steps small imperfect steps because then you start seeing think feel do the do helps you go think a new way and it just keeps cycling and cycling so that gap between who you are and who you think you are compresses until yeah. you're you yes. again yeah and that mindset work is so key like mm-hmm. reframe how you're thinking mm-hmm. change your perspective mm-hmm. and your language
0: like m- like talk nice to yourself mm. like be yeah just so loving to yourself like it's all about well, loving you that's why self-care. i do like this whole,
1: i'm gonna pull out this little cute photo this <clears throat> inner child work was a great place where i started my real cleansing like deep diving work because I, I started putting a picture of myself out. Of yeah. course I did with um, Mark Groves and Terry Cole, who's a, he's a podcaster who's calls himself a human behavior specialist and she's a qualified psychologist. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I realized in my more recent evolution of self was that I was covertly codependent. So I was people-pleasing in my relationships and I would put everything into them and then resent them. But I wasn't actually working toward my purpose, changing my ways of being fully loving myself. So that inner child work where I was like, look at yourself every day. Have you put a picture of yourself as a young child on your phone or wherever you can see it every day. Mm -hmm. And then I would just try to say all the nicest things I could to her. Because how do you tell her she's a stupid bitch?
0: Right? Isn't that funny? The things that we say to ourselves in our own mind, we would never say to anybody mm. and that's who you're talking to your inner child mm. and you would like, how can you I, like, say look like her that? And I'm her. like,
1: Hey baby girl. Yeah. Like you're so perfect. You and I love, love you exactly as you are. Mm. And yeah, you messed this up. Great. Let's try again. Yeah. Like my it's tone never changes, love. like all of it. Yeah. And it's so powerful to see that and to go like, I can love myself through this. Mm-hmm. So, was that part of the program that they did? Was getting you to do inner child work or self love talk in a softer way?
0: Yeah, we did a lot of um, self love, like talking to ourselves, how we speak to ourselves, mm-hmm. um, saying things to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, while I was in this eight week container with these guys, and I think there was like eleven other humans who are all amazing. You met Grace. Grace came yeah. to crack. She was in that container. Right. Um,
1: yeah, I'm going to play with the word container because I remember asking about that in prac. I'm like, why do people use the word container instead of program or course? And they were like, because energetically, it's it's the boundaries you create to hold and listen and share and love people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah, I can get on board container yeah. now.
0: So we're all in this container sharing like our deepest, darkest, our feelings, like mm. really being vulnerable. And it stays in that container. Had you done that before? no so Whoa. yeah so me on the first call I did not say a thing you're just like yeah I was like what have I done <laughs> I am
1: freaking out were I'm... you a bit like what are all these super hippies or what are all these like, no that, no people? they weren't they yeah. weren't all super hippies or feeling you didn't peoples? make stories up about yourself no okay. no they were, everyone. it was just was scary swapping. to think I have to do that now. yeah okay
0: And it went from me not saying a thing in the first one to me being so loud and so out there and, like, powerful and strong at the end and just owning my shit and stepping into my power. Yeah. So throughout the whole eight weeks I quit my job. I did my own thing, like, for a couple of months and, like, just went on this journey of, like, Mm. finding out who the fuck I am and being like me again Mm. like i've always been this person Mm -hmm. i remember this person from like many many years Mm -hmm. ago and it's great
1: to see her back again? It's this again. It's like, I feel like inner child work is such a great place to start, like we said, for the softness. Because I feel like we're born who we are. Mm. And then all these like social, familial, religious, relational, cultural expectations get layered on. Mm. We get all these masks, all this pretending. Mm -hmm. And some of the other great um, programs I've done in the past use that language of like, what am I pretending? Yeah. And sometimes you can't even see. And as you start stripping back all those layers of pretending, you find like you at your most pure self-expression yeah. like you who just kind of falls out and you're like there you that's are that's me that's me yeah this other shit wasn't me this was someone else's stuff yeah. this and just masks stuff. that you put on like why to feel like from a an evolutionary perspective to feel safe yeah to be accepted yeah. because we come from this tribal mentality in the past where you had to be like to to stay alive yeah. so it's still somewhat ingrained in our physiology and we mm-hmm. haven't it Yet, cognitively, a lot of times made the changes enough to know like it's actually safe now. Yeah. And all the great that, you know, psychologists will talk about how our brains are still adapting to this new world that we live in where mm. we actually get to be fully self-expressed and we're safe. Yes. Yeah. Especially in a Western country. You yeah. know, not every country has that privilege. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of privilege in Australia. Like, yeah. I get to live loud and talk about my sensuality, my sexuality, yeah. my gender identity, my life, my fears, my darkness, my mistakes all of it. And I'm safe. Yeah. And everyone gets to do that. Anyone can do that.
0: You just got to do it and know that you are safe Mm. and you can express who you are and be you Mm. because what other people think of you, their opinions, it doesn't matter. That's their opinion. Mm. Just be like you do what you
1: want, say what you want, Mm. feel what you want. And that's what people want to be around. Like I'm thinking about people who are listening who might be like, yeah, you say that, but like you are whatever, you know, and I've been there where I've been like, oh, that's easy for you to say because I made up a story, right? Like, well, that's easy to say because your husband's supportive of your growth, or that's easy to say because you have more money, or that's easier... For you to say, because you could quit your job. Like, what were there any things that got in the way that you tried to use as excuses or reasons? Or do you have any friends that said things to you that, like, were you afraid oh, of losing? You know, so
0: many my parents and, like, friends and family, you don't have a job? What are you doing? What are you going to do with your life? Who fucking cares? It'll work out. Mm. Something will happen. Mm. I will I'll create happen.
1: something. Right? Trusting that you do you, your own yeah. safety in yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I have my own house like i've got a mortgage Mm -hmm. and i just was like whatever i will i will find a way to make my repayments i just i'm not staying in this stuck stagnant horrible energy Mm. i will create something else
1: so powerful so quit your job stop fucking around in that relationship
0: yep what else um so going through the eight week thing all this stuff started popping up NLP, NLP, mm. Elizabeth Ann Walker. And I was like, who the fuck is this Elizabeth Ann Walker? Everyone's <laughs> talking about her. And like even more of Trab's podcast, they were talking about her. Mm. And I'd seen a lady, a clairvoyant, and she said to me, ah, oh, what? You're in construction. I see you doing holistic healing and all this kind of thing. Whoa. I can see you doing NLP. And I was like, why is all this NLP stuff popping up? Everywhere, so before I even finished the Rewire program, I'd signed up to go to the prac room. Amazing!
1: In yeah,
0: the Gold Coast.
1: And at that point, Lockie had already worked with Elizabeth Henry. Yes, but Trav hadn't because yeah. he was in the room with us. Yeah, he
0: would. He did prac. Isn't
1: it crazy? Like, so I
0: did an eight week container with Trav and Lockie, and then I went through prac and master prac with Trav to mm-hmm. became to be master practitioners. So he coached me for the eight weeks, and then we did this together. It was so great like to be in that room with him and he was like man you've changed so much so he's seen like the whole
1: yeah and to go from you know someone who's stuck under your own masks in your own story in your own self-limiting beliefs in your own emotional like weight to clearing that Mm -hmm. to in in numerous ways to gaining all these skills and modalities to be able to day after day step out step out mm-hmm. challenge yourself mm-hmm. that now you have this lived experience you've witnessed all these other people's changes that now you get to facilitate that for yeah. others in what less than six months yes how amazing is that it just shows you what's possible yeah. when you step up for yourself
0: yeah so I just had um a client last night he finished his six-week breakthrough with me
1: Amazing.
0: and the change in him and I was just like holy crap i got to to do that with somebody like Mm. guide them and help them the way he got got a new yeah the way someone helped me I'm now doing that for others he's got a new job he's like living his best life he's stepped Mm. into his confidence again he's smiling he's having great connection with his wife like that's showing up for his kids and he was like thank you so much I can't wait to see you I'm just going to give you the biggest bear hug (laughs) and I was like this is why we put we invest in ourselves yeah. so much like the investments i've put into myself over the last 6 months is why like seeing these people go through and do it that's why to see them invest in themselves
1: Amen. and be there like highest. Yeah, to be their self, to be their self, whatever that looks like for them. Yeah. Right? Ultimately, like clear and aligned and purposeful and joyful and full of love. Yeah. Yeah. To know that, like, you had to do that for you mm-hmm. to be able to support others through that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that can be said in a business place, as a coach, that can be said as a partner, as a parent. Like, mm-hmm. it's so important that we each do our growth and our change and step up. Yeah. Because that's how others can yeah. join us.
0: Yes people are going to marry you. So if you're doing
1: great things, they're going to want to do that too. Mm. So, yeah, So it's so powerful. Isn't it? So what would you say is the biggest, like, are you happy for me to ask some questions about where you're going at now? For it. Like, so one of the biggest things that I cleared, which you saw in master practice, I didn't realize how pervasive fear was for me, which was interesting. Cause my ex boyfriend, as much as we got into some dysfunctional patterns and we reflected, obviously back to each other, the shit we weren't dealing with yet. Mm-hmm. And he would keep pointing out to me, he'd be like, V. I feel like fear comes up for you all the time. Like specifically before my menstrual cycle, um, each time too, was like that emotion. I was scared of everything. Really? Yeah. It was so interesting because even where I'd proved myself in the past, I could do something fear would come up and I'd just be like, <sighs> yeah. So in that room, when I had this experience of clearing fear, mm-hmm. it was so wild because I didn't realize that that was still there for me and like, why? And like all of that is a unique story that I'm happy to share with anyone who reaches out, like what my process was, what I saw, all of that. Mm -hmm. And for now, what I'll say is like, I just knew after that, that everything that felt scary was literally just, I didn't know what was going to happen next. And that's called life. Yeah. Like we have this false sense of control a lot of the time that we can like have a mortgage and a husband and then it will be fine. It's like all that's made up and all of that can be stripped away like that. Yeah. Earthquakes happen, banks go under you mm-hmm. know people die people mm-hmm. cheat on you and leave so what are you actually afraid of it's the unknown stepping into the unknown and taking the steps anyway yeah so for you and what how was... great was it stepping
0: into the unknown and then like what happened after you did that like oh so com- many things complete change like, your like whole my business phase, is growing right yeah
1: yeah i applied for a new apartment i like fully closed things off with people that i needed to not keep staying in old patterns with yeah I'm like yeah I, I'm starting to get clients who are the shifts in my clients in that two weeks where I was making the changes they're just like you said some of the most perfect things to me like it's just so powerful yeah um now yeah, I've started dating again I yeah I'm moving like all these different things where I'm like I'm unafraid to take the action now that's not true I feel the fear and I go, fear is the messenger that you're about to do something you can't control or you do not know the outcome of. And that's great. Act anyway. And do it. And I got it here before and I had recorded a podcast on it. And yet I kept finding myself getting loops of thinking and feeling. Mm -hmm. So now I just create a vision for what I want and go, of course you're scared. You haven't, you don't know what it is yet. So look at it, create a vision and Mm create it Do in it. your life, take yeah. action over and over and over. Cause almost anything is possible. If you keep taking the action to create it, Yeah. if no one's promising, it's going to be cushy the whole way. No. And yet it can be, sometimes it's the easiest it's the thing ever. Yeah. And you're like, how did that just come at me? Mm-hmm. And it's the trust for yeah. me. It's yeah. that moment of like, stepping into the uncertain and trusting that I got me and yes. that whatever this is yeah the universe thing
0: and you've got the processes and things in place and the mindset if something like pops up that it's not great you can still switch it change it choose to go in a different direction mm-hmm. and step into the unknown on a different
1: path and an amazing but, community when yeah. I when I am bumping into my own shit and needing a reminder of what I already know it takes like one person saying one thing yeah like, yep. Thanks. yeah yeah
0: that's and, what i was missing that's because you reach out mm. to, to the community and say hey this is what's happening right now can someone talk me show me this? what i'm not letting myself yeah. see especially
1: yeah. when it comes to things like secondary gain where we're just like mm-hmm. i don't know why i'm still choosing this yeah. but do, then someone gets do, to be your mirror yeah yeah it's like they ask you the perfect question and you're like thank you yeah <laughs> okay, so what was yours like was there a primary belief or emotion because mine yeah. was i'm not good enough and fear
0: yeah so i got rid of a lot of guilt and grief yeah so the guilt and grief from my brother and my ex-partner who um had passed away like four years ago i was carrying a lot of guilt there Mm. and yeah so i fully purged that in Mm. my breakthrough was complete shift so yeah and stepping into my power and seeing that i am worthy Mm. unworthy and um not good enough huge yeah what the hell why do you i don't yeah that
1: really blew my mind did you find like what i like to encourage people with is like sometimes there's a cognition like a story that you can find Mm -hmm. um whether this is going to sound probably more hippie shit that i haven't said a lot of um sometimes it's in what you perceive as this lifetime sometimes others and none of that matters because it's what the mind perceived as real and true Mm -hmm. did you find a story that you linked it to because i want people to recognize you don't always have to know or have a story or have the root cause it's about experiencing it and then leaving Mm. it in the past. Did you find like a moment or a story?
0: Yeah. So when I moved home, like to get off drugs and that the first time my dad didn't talk to me for like two years and I was always like he, I tarnished his name, Mm. his reputation. So I was always trying to
1: like prove yourself. Yes, Make up and for it. yeah, and yeah.
0: get the love from him that I wanted yeah. and, yeah, I just created it into so much bigger than what it was of every time. Like, yeah, so being held and supported by my family because mm. that was like a really fucking tough time in my life at like 21 or 22, however mm. old I was, I really needed that support mm. and for them to stop talking to me, him and my brother, to stop talking to me for however long. I felt really unsupported. Yeah. My mom, super strong and, like, held me. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, just needing that. When, yeah. You know when we did um, at Prac and we did the breath work? Yeah. Like, I was nearly vomiting. Like, wow. I was coughing up so much. I'm sorry, Simon, if he's listening, because I was spitting on the floor. <laughs> Not the carpet. Not the carpet. Yeah, the carpet. <laughs> And someone like actually spooned me and held me Mm -hmm. and like played with With my hair hair. and it was like being loved and supported Mm -hmm. and what I was needing at that time. And that, yeah, it's the self-worth that I just was Mm -hmm. like I felt like I didn't deserve to be loved.
1: And isn't it amazing? Like someone just touching you in the right way when you're having that thought to remind you, you actually are held. Yeah. Like one of my clients, I did a grounding exercise one day and she has a pretty traumatic early childhood experiences that what a lot of just come, came to me intuitively is to get her to like hold the back of her neck, like an infant. And she just wept and wept. And after she's like, it was like, she rewired her physiology to know that she's held Mm -hmm. and that all the tiny stories of where, You know, everyone in her life did the best they could with what they had available then. Right, we know that now. And for her to get that and go, and now I get, got me. Because everything else now, if I hang on to that, is me recreating it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't impact me now unless I let it. So she gets to know I can hold myself, even if someone dropped me. From an accident where a lover or parent messed up that we've wired into our physiology as danger. Yeah. We can unwire by holding and loving ourselves. Yeah. And for someone to do that to your physiology in that moment, to be like, you're worthy of being held you're yeah. safe you're yeah. loved,
0: and that's what shifted for me that was in Prague,
1: yeah. and i was
0: like i deserve all the love i am worthy mm. you know
1: inherently we all are yeah these moments these tiniest fractures even in someone who has like a quote-unquote almost perfect life if someone let their head fall as an infant or their teacher told them they would could have done better on a test yeah it can distort into this big thing that then is this root a unconscious belief about not yeah. feeling like we deserve something
0: yeah and we make it
1: yeah we hold on to
0: that and we create these big stories that actually when you step into the other person's shoes mm-hmm. and look at it from their angle they were just doing the best that they could and mm-hmm. what they thought was right at the time
1: that's helped me the most with my recent breakup because we did some yucky things to each other and for me to go holy shit how much can I love this man knowing he did everything he knew how at the time. Yeah, And like, I love him so much going, there, I'm so sorry that I didn't see that. Mm. And then I made you, I projected more shame and guilt onto oh, yeah. you for just trying to figure your shit yeah. out. Yeah. Like it doesn't, what I say to my clients often in one of the scripts I've added in a component that's like, it wasn't okay then, but it's all okay. Now mm. wasn't okay then. And it's all okay now Yeah, because everything we create now is our own self hurt mm-hmm. and harm. Mm-hmm. We actually get to, recreate it as okay now yeah
0: that's great isn't it how good is this work
1: so powerful yeah so many modalities and i love that you mentioned breath and like working out and all of those elements of loving and being with your body and then the mindset work too yeah is there any other main tools or things that you use or that you would recommend that others play with or explore for themselves
0: well every day i'll do breath work have a cold shower Mm. work out eat healthy Mm. And, yeah, it's changing your language and being, like, present in everything that you do. Mm. Yeah, I think everyone is different. So mm-hmm. they find, you know, some people journal, mm. some, you know, just find what's right for them. Amazing. So, yeah.
1: So what would you say to people who are like, oh, that's great, Haley, but, like, that was in July, you'll probably start using next year? You know, those people oh, are saying have, that for yeah. themselves. Yeah,
0: it's been a while since I've actually used drugs. It's well, been 12
1: months since I've like
0: actually congratulations Rank.
1: what Maybe. would you what do you do to give yourself assurance to know that when that thought or those like those things are so cleared for you now yeah I know that that's not something you're gonna bump into yeah and I know that someone listening who could be using this as an excuse to stop their own change mm. what would you say to them about change and about shifting and creating a whole new future for themselves the way you have well they have to want to do it you have to want
0: to do it and what for what purpose do you want to be in your bed, hungover, or coming down feeling like a piece? Of, like, why do you want to do that to yourself when you can show up every day and be like happy and vibrant and do the things like go live your life? Mm. Like, just the numbing doesn't have to happen anymore when you work through mm. the shit and remove it like there's no need then to use drugs or alcohol because usually when people drink or take drugs it's to numb the pain Mm. or to stop the thoughts or whatever when you actually lean in and deal with the root cause Mm. or the emotions that are coming up that you want to numb that's when you know that you don't have to use again or you don't need to drink because you've dealt with the shit that you're stopping or you're numbing so
1: perfect yeah
0: and there's no need like there's no need to numb yeah. it. like lean into it feel it and move forward mm. living a better life
1: I love that one of my clients was dealing with quitting an addiction and she quit very quickly in the beginning of our program together and then she restarted and I was like okay like we knew that would happen like because you did it by choice, and yeah, we hadn't acknowledged why you were doing it at mm-hmm. a deep level. Yeah, um, And what I find from people, and she's found what it is, is like when we're out of integrity with ourselves, when we know the next step we need to take and we're refusing to take it, mm-hmm. we shove it down, yeah. that's when we get things like dis-ease or the desire to numb or hide or stimulate. Yeah. So that's when those old patterns will become, like your, your body or brain might tell you you want to repeat those old patterns. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to sit and actually look at it again and again, like one of the reasons I've quit caffeine and alcohol and sexual intimacy um, is because I know that those are things that I will use when I don't want to sit with my shit. Yeah. When I just want dopamine now. Yeah. Coffee and sex are about dopamine and, and the serotonin and oxytocin right. now. Yeah. Alcohol is about um, numbing. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck that. Cause I'm ready to look at all of it. Like yeah. I have nothing to hide now. Yeah. I want it all out there. Cause that's who I want to be as a coach. That's who I want to be as a partner. That's who I want to be as a mother. Mm-hmm. And if I'm willing to look at all that That's what I allow others to do. Yeah. So that's big for me. Do you find that for yourself? You ever feel a moment of like, ooh, my old self would have done that? And what do you do to get through that?
0: Uh, Recently, not that I've wanted to drink or use or anything like that, but if something's come up and I'm feeling at effect, I will reach out to people and say, I am at effect right now. This is what's happening. I can't stop fucking crying. Like I'm...
1: Can I you ne- explain you what artifact means for someone who's not familiar with that language?
0: Um, so something that's happening in your life that you blaming other people or your yeah
1: it's or the outside world yeah, in some way yeah making excuses for yeah,
0: yeah yeah and so then they brought me back to cause and seeing how you like, could take responsibility yeah. and make change and why what like why is this coming up why is this happening for you and me realizing oh, okay. Mm. stop that
1: and that's why fucking like I'm like this is such a shift for me and like I didn't understand or didn't know how to make meaning of and didn't know how to like really what is this coaching thing Mm -hmm. and now I'm like oh they're literally like your empowerment your accountability your biggest cheerleader they're a mirror back to you yeah and that's priceless yeah so some people go through life having incredible mirrors in other ways And what I love about the coaching space is like that person gets to reflect your shit back to you because they've lived it. Yeah. Like I've seen therapists in the past who can't relate to my experience at all. Mm -hmm. They're probably not dealing with a lot of their own shit. Yeah. So then them trying to reflect back to me, they're all like, oh, that's hard. And they're just listening. Yeah. It's all soft. But you
0: don't want that. Like I don't want someone to sit there and be like, oh yeah, poor you. Oh, that's really horrible. Stay the same. Yeah.
1: No, I want them to go. (laughs) Babe, love you too much to let you stay the same. Yeah. Fuck that noise. Yeah. Here's your excuses.
0: Yes. And yeah. why are you creating this? Why are you, you know?
1: Ask you the tough questions. Yeah. And that's what I love about coaching is is so much love with candor. Mm. It's like I could keep feeding you your, your shit back to you. Yeah. Instead, why don't I hold up the mirror, ask you the right questions so you do what exactly what you need.
0: Yeah. And you can remove it and you can leave it in the past because it does not serve you.
1: Mm.
0: I love that. Yeah.
1: So what are you creating for your future? Well, I'm
0: creating my business yeah. as a coach because why not help everybody yeah. move through their life and yeah,
1: and for you to be able to share your relatable experiences, like yeah. people are going to want to connect with someone who's fucking lived.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lots of different things.
1: Well, I, I I phrase it as like my failure is my feedback, and I like I say I will share all of my fuckery. Like, yeah, because that's what's made me who I am today yeah
0: oh absolutely and everything that happened in the past happened for a reason right this is why we are who we are and mm-hmm. how fucking strong and powerful and mm-hmm. amazing we actually are because we've been through that how resilient are we like look when you look back you're actually like holy crap like I am actually an amazing person right? look what I've been through look what I've dealt with look where I am look where I'm moving totally yeah so that's That's what I want to do. I want to empower women or men Mm. because I'm in the construction background. I can see you doing that beautifully. I can connect with men and they really open up to me as well. Mm. And I just tell it how it is. And I think that's what they like about me. It's and you're no not coaching. too like,
1: oh, yes. no, yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm definitely not. Like psych- like a lot of men I've heard share the story of like psychologists are just about talking about your feelings. Like the fact that you can relate with such strength and such boldness and such like you, you are like a coach and they can relate to the word coach too, a lot of Australian men, right? Mm. Because there's this experience with sports and yeah. someone, you know, telling you your technique's not working. Yeah. I could see you just making everyone feel safe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they can open up and change their view on life and things and you know it's it's changing in the construction industry which
1: is really great i think it's because our whole society and culture is yeah shifting yeah there's so much more space for people to bring this level of awareness to their life
0: right and it's so great and why not be there to help people and guide them along it's amazing yeah because so many people are stepping into personal development now yeah, it's not just about personal trainers and things like that. Mm. Like there's life coaches as well to help you mm. move through in mind, body and soul. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm going, like creating my business to help people like step into their own and own.
1: love that. Yeah. And what about for you personally? What do you, what's your vision? <sighs> Cause that's a huge part of all of our visions right now, having left this place of creation mm. and, your business will sit in around other areas of your life. Mm. Do you want anything else in regards to other areas of your life?
0: Yeah, I would love um, a partner to come in and maybe some children. Yeah. Would love that. However, I'm not opening myself up to just anyone like
1: it. The bar is high now. Hey, right. Like once you've really dealt with your shit and you want someone who's going to be like, uh-uh, yeah. uh-uh. like I don't want a partner who's going to sit in their bed and want to be hung over on weekends no, no. who's like it's okay let's just do this let's yeah. make, make an excuse yeah. and stay small it's like yeah. I want to drive you and I want you to drive me for the yeah. rest of our life yeah I want to elevate together yeah until we're dead yeah yeah so
0: the last the guy that I was seeing he hated that I was doing this personal development yeah. and he was threatened by it and he would mm. say these negative things to me about like you're Ooh. growing without me and it's like well sorry mate and if you if you're not ready to grow
1: then like yeah so many people i hear go like how do i what how do i do that when i'm in relationship with others and it's i love the advice of just keep doing you keep mm -hmm. showing up as you keep modeling and let others decide to follow that with you or not yeah if they choose to
0: that's up to them Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm not settling for mediocre and i know what i deserve Mm -hmm. yeah like i was just going with it and just wanting somebody <laughs> to love me
1: a warm body sometimes right so right? to kiss you and tell you you're pretty someone yeah. to give you financial security someone to remind you you're good enough someone to help you meet social expectations yeah. whatever it is yeah. someone to invite to a party with you because yeah. you have a plus one like yeah we have a plethora of reasons yeah and then it's like I actually just want a growth partner
0: yeah to grow together I want to party will and grow with together, me together right and stay connected and like shift up levels together
1: and be in all of it yeah. and show all of them, all the shadow, all yeah. the light and yeah. be in through the good and the bad and the hard and the easy yeah. and like create Community, it from a place yeah. of fun yeah. and be like, wow, we're on this journey together. Yeah. What do yeah. you want
0: to do next? Yeah, like life can be amazing.
1: Like when you're a kid and you're like playing house and you're like, okay, and then I'll do this, and then you do that, and like, I want someone who will sit down and dream with me like that, and we'll be like, okay, so then I'll do this. Oh, that's hard, and that might not work there. Okay, well, let's try that. And every time yeah. we just got like back to the drawing board, yeah. what do we want to create next? Yeah, what do we want? To, and the, what are you doing? What am I doing? Where does it fit together? Where does it not? Yeah, so, so much possibility. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, conscious connection, cool, yeah, and um kind of like thinking a move to the Sunshine Coast Gold Coast either or I don't know I just know that I want to be close to the beach I love Mm. the beach it's
1: where I'm at my most like I kept playing with that idea and then I decided I was going to create my life in a way that I could travel and beach whenever I want to yeah because Brisbane right now still feels so much like home yeah and the river isn't is the water for me right now and then I can take weekend trips to the beach I love it I have my (laughs) paddleboard I just love energy brisbane feels like so where i'm wanting to be right now yeah that's Mm -hmm. great because when i was down at the coast during that whole time i was like
0: maybe i moved to the gold that's what i that's what i was like on that massive high with all those amazing people i was like i've got to be on the gold coast so i can surround myself with these people and be by the beach the beaches are beautiful before that i was thinking the sunshine coast and now i'm like why not just buy a car? I've always wanted to buy a caravan and travel Australia.
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah. And my parents are going to be doing the same and I'm always saying to my dad, "Let's go meet here or let's go oh, at, cool. like South Australia, West Coast." And you know, so now being able to plan that and do that with my parents it would be, would be beautiful. Yeah, be so amazing. I just don't know yet, be it's all up in the air and I need to figure it out. You get to. Yeah. Yep,
1: you get to iterate
0: and, play yep. and create. Yeah, so I'll stay in this construction job until this project's finished, which is around March April. Yep, and then I'm out. And then
1: that's I love that too. I love to the help. language that came around, and a lot of the courses was like, so many. Or like I'm talking to a friend who wants to grow her business, and I'm like, whatever the world has created for you, whatever you've created for yourself in the past, use that as a place to allow income and energy in, so that you can build the life you know you're going to next. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. I am right now, so I'm a teacher and I know that that's not where I need to stay because of the limitations of the system and the way I'm asked to be in that space. And I can still show up authentically as me now yeah. in this capacity, allow that security of income while I continue to create and build more income. So then I'm serving my clients from a place of pure love and there's a, like n- non-attachment. I can just allow all that aligned to, to come yeah. without like, <laughs> and that's how I used to curiosity. date too. Right. It's like, Oh, I need to I find need the ideas. right and the intensity. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, <sighs> Like, I'm so in love with myself that when someone comes into my life, it's like true reflection of whether we're compatible and it's the same with jobs. I'm like, I have this thing that keeps me paying my life. And then as clients come in, I'm like, great, is this right for you? Is this right for me? Yeah. And I love that. And that knowing that we have all of these other experiences that we can use and these other careers that can help us, that built our experience, that built our knowledge, that built our skills mm-hmm. and can keep come in, income in as we create in a really authentic way. Yeah yeah so cool isn't it where can people find you yay instagram mm-hmm. what's your handle Haley underscore Colin underscore c-u-l-l-e-n you're right and another underscore yeah end. great and are you on any other socials i'm on facebook i know Hello. i do it with that too. i'm on facebook <laughs> i'm not a fan of facebook i love the gram yeah it's just instagram yeah find me on there Sweet. drop in say hi And what's your final piece of if someone's stuck in this belief that this is who they are right now and they just so want to get to this isn't me, Mm -hmm. what would you say to them now? What question would you ask or what piece of advice would you give? I would
0: just say just, like, reach out. Just send that message, Mm -hmm. even if it's just, hey, please help or, Mm -hmm. hey, I need some advice. Just actually ask the question Mm -hmm. and, like, Yeah. There's so many
1: great people out there ready to help. Yeah. And if it's not me, me, there's like so
0: many other people. And find the person that you like want to work with and you vibe with and watch like coach different coaches' content and see like how you Mm. feel around them. And just yeah, just like reach out. That's all it's just a step, really. Mm -hmm. And the rest will follow. Like invest in yourself and everything will follow. It's like life. Love yourself and the rest will like everyone else will then love you. Fill your cup, fill everyone else's. You know, there's all these metaphors. So true. Yeah. Just yeah. Amazing. Like take the step. Do you mm-hmm. like look after
1: yourself. That's so powerful. Thank you for um being you and loving yourself Yay. because now you're in a place of creation and helping others. Yeah. That's fucking powerful. Yeah. Thanks for being willing to come on and share the way you, you know. I'll hid from yourself and the way you found yourself again to yeah. create this life that lights you up. And right. like, I watch you on socials and just like, I feel like your cheekbones are getting higher and higher because <laughs> you can't stop smiling. Right. And like the community that you're building. And yeah, I'm just yeah. so excited to see what you bring into your life and yeah. what you create as you keep stepping up and stepping Same.
0: forward. Same. So am I. It's been so fun. Amazing. Yay. Thanks
1: babe. Love Thank you. you.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks
1: everybody. And we look forward to seeing you on the social media. I look forward to connecting further on Instagram at Veronica Jane underscore and Facebook Veronica Jane. This isn't me podcast.